we'll just what we'll do is we'll cut this bit and sell it for ad space and then we'll just <laughs> come back in yeah and it's, it's so easy it's so easy to snip an anchor so we can cut it out don't worry cool no this is the if, if this bit's still in it's not gone well hey <laughs> welcome to wait what we called it a healthy startup good start there yeah, yeah healthy startup start <laughs> this is how you know current this is it's just like so fast i forgot yeah. that um yeah uh we i've decided to start a podcast um just to try and like talk to people about what happens in business um you know mostly focusing on like the first early years uh, and then taking it up to like what people are doing now but just thought it was really interesting that like i posted things on instagram recently about um you know why things are priced the way they are and a lot of people just didn't really seem to know like why things are the way they are in business and so i thought it'd be really good to um start start this podcast and we can just speak about like the, the like, struggles that we have and you know what goes into making a business what it is uh, and then hopefully we'll get to interview some people um, and get some different perspectives on different industries. Um, I'm obviously in hospitality and this is Michael. He's in, Hello there. Uh, yeah. In the fitness scene. Yeah, fitness exactly. Scene. I, I like how you, you've wanted to start this podcast up for a while, haven't you? And the funny thing was you were, you were like, I need someone to stop me going on too much. So I'm here as the mediator for when Lewis starts to ramble uh, and keep him on track. <laughs> so, so even that intro was... <laughs> no, it was me. good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah I, do, I do have a tendency to just... I'll start talking about something and it'll just spiral into madness. So yeah. Um, so if I sound like I'm being rude and interrupting Lewis, it's it's planned. That's why I'm here. So just gloss over it. <laughs> Michael has another podcast, Just a Fitness Tip. Check out. I, I do. Thank you very much. So um, he he's a pro compared to me. I would not say that. Uh, but yeah, the, the more you talk uh, on podcasts, you do start to feel a bit more comfortable with it. And it, it becomes less weird talking to yourself in a little room I guess but yeah no it's I think it's a really cool thing to talk about because business is I mean there's so many different types of businesses without going too basic but I feel like there's going to be a lot of things that we all have in common and there's going to be a lot of struggles that we all have that we can relate to with people in other industries and if we can just use this to kind of maybe expose some of the things that that happen to businesses or business owners when they first start off then yeah I think we we and provide a lot of value with that so I'm excited to hear more about like your journey how you started out because even though we've been friends for a while like there's probably lots of things you didn't tell me or haven't told me about kind of how your business started all the issues that you've kind of met along the way so yeah it'd be cool to explore those a little bit further yeah I like we're we're friends um or or I would say we are um <laughs> kind of <laughs> But like, I, you know, we know each other, but I don't know you like how your best friend knows you. And mm -hmm. like part of my impression of you is what I get from Instagram. So imagine someone who doesn't know you at all and just takes what they get from Instagram. They would think you've had no struggles from mm -hmm. in business. And it's the same with like everyone that you would, you'd look around and you'd think that everyone's having a great time. You think that everyone's got a full cafe everyone's mm -hmm. you know fine so yeah I think it's gonna be really interesting and like for me it's gonna be I think quite therapeutic I I find that like speaking out loud mm -hmm. is like I don't know it just feels better 
you know getting some things off your chest sometimes and like like a lot a lot a lot of the things that we'll talk about like i've not really probably said mm-hmm. out loud to people before and yeah i think this will kind of become a bit of a therapy session for both of us won't it yeah and i and i i, I want to make that clear as well it's like i want to ask people like hard questions like mm-hmm. i don't it's not going to be like so tell me tell me about that great week you had last week <laughs> i want to know like the depths of hell mm-hmm. you've been to because everyone's been there and like that no one knows about it and i think that's really important and especially with november at the moment i thought it was a great time to start it and mm-hmm. you know it's not it's not all about like the mental health problems and um, but that's definitely a topic that's like really important and it will help people who has friends who start businesses and it'll help them like understand what they're going through and like maybe how they can you know how to talk to them yeah, no, completely agree. I'm I'm genuinely really excited to do this. And it'd be nice for me as well. I'm not talking about fitness all the time. So I'm down for a, a slightly different topic. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> um, so I guess like to start off, um, just give us some, some background on how you started. Yeah, cool. So yeah, I my background originally was occupational therapy. So I did an occupational therapy degree, graduated back in like 2011, I believe. Is that right? Wow, it makes me feel really old. That was a while yeah, ago, wasn't it? A decade. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I did an occupational therapy degree. I worked within occupational health and occupational therapy for a few years before realizing, like, this is not what is making me happy. And I could not see myself doing that long term. And I've always been kind of quite driven to, to do something that I love and I'm really passionate about. So, after doing that for about three years, uh, I was actually visiting uh, my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, uh, in Edinburgh, and I just wasn't happy with the way work was going. And she was like, should we book a trip to Australia and New Zealand? Uh, and I knew that we wanted to go for quite a long time, and I knew I wouldn't be able to get that leave from work. So um, literally, I pondered it for about a day, and I was like, yeah, let's just book it. So I, I bit the bullet, handed in my notice, and... I decided to retrain as a personal trainer. So I moved up to Edinburgh supposedly just for one year uh, and I retrained as a personal trainer. And I thought that would be fun to do for about a year whilst I figure out what I want to do with my life. And um, yeah, seven years later, I'm I'm still a coach. And I I appreciate that in the the personal training world, uh, being a PT for like seven years is I'm classed as a veteran, I think, because (laughs) most PTs are not PTs for that long because the industry is really competitive once again like there's a lot of things that are not spoken about and and you kind of sold this dream of you'll earn 30 40 50 pounds an hour and everything will be sweet and it's just not like that especially when you start up so yeah that's been me I've been living in Edinburgh now for seven years um I've run my own business for about six years of those um in multiple different forms and now I do mostly online personal training and online nutrition coaching and uh yeah, I spend my life sat on a computer now, which is really weird for a personal trainer. But it's all, yeah, I've got clients based all around the world. And although it's difficult at times, I I love it. I honestly feel like I've got the best job in the world. So I do feel very, very lucky. So see, like in, in your first year, when you decided to take that plunge into personal training, um, I'd imagine you weren't like making tons of money to begin with. Did you, um, you have another job or how were you supporting yourself? So I started working for a big box gym we won't name them just in case I say anything in the next few minutes that's um not very kind but I worked in like a big box gym and luckily I I got a job that you had like minimum hours you worked on the gym floor and they'd basically pay minimum wage to work on the gym floor and then you hopefully build 
build up your clients off the back of that. Um, and yeah, yeah, the amount of hours I was working whilst doing that and trying to build up a client base, I was working for way less than minimum wage for the amount of hours I was putting in. So it was tough. That first year was brutal. Really? I mean, you have to go into too much specifics, but like, were you, how was your monthly sort of like intake compared to like, God, know, it someone, was, someone working it was low, like, like 40 hours. I, I would have earned more money working in a cafe, like working in a cafe, um, just like making coffee or like pretty much any minimum wage job I would have made probably more money and had a lot more like a much better quality of life like when you're working as a pt you're up at five yeah. six o'clock in the morning and then your last clients are like 9 30 10 at night it's it's pretty rough and when and when did you decide to take the plunge to do more sort of like online stuff and was there, so was there like I, any sort of like financial aspect to that did you have to like take a um well first of all i i separated away from that business and then i moved to i did in-person coaching still but just under my own name because I knew that there was I was as I said I was not earning very much money I could barely pay my rent like I was building up a pretty good credit card bill uh, like every month I was just going deeper and deeper into my credit card and I thought like this is this is not sustainable at all so it kind of was sink or swim so I took the plunge and stepped away from working in that big box gym to start up my own thing and I just thought I've got to give this a try now otherwise I just won't be able to be a PT long-term. Like I just couldn't keep it going as it was there. Yeah. Yeah. And how was that? When you took uh, first, yeah. First year sucked. So I, when I did that, so I was, I was working as a PT, but I also had to get two other jobs too, just to pay my rent and to be able to eat. So I, I, I started laboring on building sites uh, and you can imagine like a, guy from south of england with this accent working on a building site in scotland yeah they must have thought who the hell is this guy here um and yeah i i it was it was yeah it was tough like i was doing silly hours on a building site trying to earn some money and then trying to put a lot of time in the evenings and stuff into into growing my pt business and i did that for about six to nine months until i got to the point where i was just earning enough to be able to eat and pay my rent doing personal training and then um yeah, alongside the building site work, I also laboured for a tree surgeon too. So I spent a lot of time outdoors in the winter in Edinburgh. It sucked. <laughs> you learn a lot of skills. That's fine. I know. Tell me about it. Like, yeah, I've never been afraid to to work hard, as cheesy as that sounds. Like, I I knew that, like, I really enjoyed personal training and I wanted to make it work. And I was willing to work really, really long hours to do that. It's just, yeah, looking back at it now, I'm like, would I go through all of that again? I don't know. It was... It was pretty grim and the, the credit card debt at the end of it was pretty scary but well i was gonna say so that was like two years of like struggling to sort of like i mean at the end of those two years you could have still been in the same position as well like Absolutely. there was no, no guarantee um yeah like how how did that affect you mentally how was that like, um there must have been some 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 down times yeah there was there, there definitely was and i yeah, you definitely hit really low points. There was a lot of times where I was just laying in bed at night, staring at the ceiling, thinking like, what the hell am I doing? Because like before I moved up to Edinburgh and started doing personal training, like the job I had down south before moving up was like pretty well paid. I worked like a private um, occupational health company and I had like a pretty good salary and company car and stuff and things were going really well. And then to step away from that to be like, 
I'm going to go earn minimum wage working as a gym instructor, trying to be a personal trainer. Like it was, it was a bit of a shock to the system. Um, and yeah, it, yeah, I, I, I was, I'd never say I've ever suffered with depression by any means. Like I'm not going to kind of um, exaggerate my mental health struggles, but I've always kind of experienced uh, like feelings of anxiety and, and low moods throughout my life, but never, never really badly on that scale. But there definitely were some pretty low points where I did really want to throw in the towel and do something different. Um, yeah, it was really tough. And I'm sure you probably went through exactly the same thing when you started up, started up grams as well. Yeah, it was, um, I guess, like, with setting up like a sort of like, a cafe is you've got that initial startup capital. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, we're at like, you were sort of, you know, struggling month to month. I was struggling to month to month and then also had this huge looming debt. So yeah. like, well, I, let's, let's, let's go back before we get to that. Let's yeah, like, talk yeah. about how you got, like, what started, what did you do before you started up grounds? Cause I know you had, I remember you telling me you had like no cafe experience when you decided to open up. Yeah. Cafe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I lived in Newcastle for like a couple of years and I was like working for one of my friends um, just doing like Excel spreadsheets basically. Um, mm -hmm. And he would move to London. Um, but my girlfriend at the time was still there. So I, I got a job in a cafe. I, I'd worked in like a restaurant before, like waiting, never done a cafe before. Um, started working there. Really enjoyed it. Like basically run the place. Um, and kind of like turned it into like a sort of like healthy i was i was really into health food then and like really into like going to the gym not so much <laughs> i got a lot of time for that anymore but i was really into it and like so i, I tried to like turn it into like a bit more of a health food place um, mm -hmm. and it did really well and when i decided to come back to edinburgh um i basically decided like I, i'd like to open a cafe but I had to kind of figure out what sort of avenue i want to go down like you can't just be like oh, i'm gonna open a cafe and just start selling cakes and coffees you'd have some kind of like niche element to it mm -hmm. um so i noticed that like nowhere in edinburgh was selling these like healthy cakes that i'd seen like in a few different places um so i just basically went to stoppage market and was like can i get a stall and they said yeah i started selling them and like was selling out every week and was just like right i'm gonna open a place literally everyone told me not to do it <laughs> i think that's like I and mean, that's quite an important point as well like the people that tell you to do it are sometimes like your your parents are like yeah, yeah yeah you can do anything and and then but when you talk to your friends and they're like well <laughs> do you know that 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 is a really important point actually because i remember when yeah. i when i told some friends and family that i wanted to move into doing personal training like so many people were like this is a dreadful idea like you'll never make enough money and yeah. it is wild that that that's the kind of advice you can get from some people that you kind of really look to for uh like a, a positive think, vibe or some good motivation for it yeah i think people who actually care about you just don't want you to suffer <laughs> yeah. and do you know what i mean saying so they'll always try and give you advice that's the, like with the least amount of suffering so it's like well you know that's gonna be quite hard like um i don't know i, I you never trust your parents for a start because they'll just tell you can do anything um, <laughs> if you've got good parents and also another thing as well is like when I said I was going to do it like people who weren't were like kind of friends were like oh I'd come all the time yeah I never saw them so you know don't be fooled by people saying like oh I would buy that like you need to like go to a broader market 
and you mm -hmm. need to be like so like when I did the Stockbridge market that was my kind of like tester it wasn't you know I'd give them my cakes to like friends and like oh it's really good and it's like yeah well is it good for everyone or is it just good for these couple of people mm -hmm. <clears throat> so that's kind of like an important point it's just like test test what you're going to do and it doesn't it doesn't matter what anyone else says like if you think you can do it and you think you've got the product or service then go for it so yeah I I did that and then I I think the reason people were telling me not to do it is because I had no money I basically finished uni and I had no money at all like no savings in in my overdraft every month and I'd worked in a couple of cafes in Edinburgh to kind of like tied me over while I was doing the cake business um and so my my issue was like right how do I get this money luckily I had the restaurant I worked at the person who owned it lent me some money to get started and the banks will give you like an unsecured loan if you can prove so they'll give you like 20 grand if you can prove you have 20 grand in your bank mm -hmm. so um otherwise they won't give you anything so I got that loan and then I had to go to Prince's Trust and then do like a sort of like they do like a Dragon's Den type thing and I had to get money from that and then try to had to just try and my, my parents couldn't give me any money so I just had to scramble money out mm -hmm. of everywhere if I was going to give anyone advice <laughs> don't fucking do that and <laughs> um, starting with loans is like it's just like having an extra member of staff sitting in a corner mm -hmm. doing nothing and you're paying mm -hmm. them because that is like what like a loan is every month just money coming out so mm -hmm. I think that's why people did kind of like told me not to do it they were like maybe just you know stick with the wholesale and save some money but mm -hmm. like I'm very all or nothing and impatient yeah it's difficult as well because yeah it's I mean if if you never take those risks then then starting these businesses up is only going to be for those who do have wealthy backers like wealthy parents you know so there kind of is an element yeah. of like you kind of have to give it a go yeah and I, I just think like throughout my life like if I've regretted something and, and I'm still thinking about regretting it it's always something I've not done mm -hmm. it's never something that I've done and I'm, I feel bad about it like that goes but if you don't do something and you regret it it just stays with you mm -hmm. so like I mean what's the worst that could happen I, I lose loads of money and like I mean you know what I mean like, I'll die anyway <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah, yeah I, a positive I, I, spin on it there, Lewis. Yeah, <laughs> well, I just think, like, you know, just like a lot of people come to me now and, like, oh, how do you, you know, how do you start a business? And I'm just like, go and do start. it. Yeah, like, it, it sounds like so stupid. And, like, I know money is like an issue and, like, you have to try and, like, scramble your way to get some, but, like, mm -hmm. you can go to a market which will only cost you, you know, a couple hundred pounds to, to, like, set up and do. And, like, that's all I had. Um, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I made my mom buy me like my food processor for it. So I mean, like the, you've got to do that stuff in the beginning and, yeah, and like, yeah. you just got to do it. If you don't do it, like, as I say, you'll look back and be like, I, should, I wish I'd done that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that, that's, that's basically how it started. Um, then from there, um, everyone sees like Instagram now, like 20,000 followers and got a big cafe in Stockbridge, but like, we were doing nothing we mm -hmm. were so dead um i'd angled the shop to be kind of like a takeaway health food like cafe and we did like some sales but like it took so long we weren't open mm -hmm. at like the weekends when i began and we like burned through money when i say we i burned through money <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, re- yeah. I do. I remember when you guys opened, actually, it was, um, I think it's just the power of social media. I feel like you opened at just the right time. And for some reason, just the presence of you guys opening up in Edinburgh was was wild on social media. Like I'd never seen anything like that. Just yeah. like the fact that there was a healthy food cafe coming to the city. It just... First You're naked following. cafe. That was the yeah. That was it, wasn't it? You had that yeah. sneaky little window display that got people's uh, people people's attention. Yeah, well, it's it's interesting. Like, well, that's like kind of what this whole podcast is about. It's like that perception, mm-hmm. and like we did like get quite big on social media quite quickly. But we were in Haymarket, and it's not like a lot of people were coming there, and it's just like mm-hmm. the local offices and stuff. So that like first year. It's such a joke. Like, if anyone's managed a, a place and they think they can open their own place, it is. I, I, I'm telling you now, it is so different. Mm-hmm. Like the you the but everything stops with you. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, if you're just managing a place, like eventually, like you know, you could leave. You could just leave that place, and then mm-hmm. it'd be it wouldn't be a problem anymore. You don't have you can't do that. Everything's got to be your problem. And yeah, it was, uh, it was just, it was, it was pretty crazy and exhausting. And like, mm-hmm. you know, you're just doing like 12 hour days and I was being so stupid. I like, we didn't open on Sundays. So I was like out every Saturday night, like <laughs> drinking with money. I just didn't have, um, thinking back now, it must've just been, I guess, a relieving of the stress mm-hmm. every Saturday yeah. night because like I, I couldn't afford it. So what the hell yeah. was I doing? Um, I wasn't like an alcoholic or anything, but like I just, I think I was just going out all the time on like the weekends. Just, but like you know, it, it took so it took like a good few years um for us to get anywhere near sort of like break even, and that's another thing as well. It's like you know, you take out loans in the beginning and like you have to repay them, you have to pay your mm-hmm. staff, you have to pay your rent, like even if you're not making any money. And you know, I I ended up having to take out like some more loans and like. Mm-hmm. It just like compounds over time, but luckily we managed to like you know build it up, and I kind of changed it slightly and to more of a brunch place because I realized that people were actually coming more for the brunch stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we opened weekends, and then it got great. It was like it was just really busy, um, you know. And that's when we just like looked at the Stockbridge unit and you know looked to expand, and then lockdown happened. <laughs> yeah, we'll absolutely get to lockdown in a bit, won't we? Because it's yeah. um. Yeah, it's kind of it impacted so many different industries in so many different ways as well. So yeah. I think because we want to start interviewing a lot of people with this podcast as well, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how different people have kind of ridden that wave and and how they've kind of switched their business direction up because of it as well. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was so that was obviously shit. Um, but yeah, like... Um, those those first few years, it's just like horrendous. And mm-hmm. I do I think it's really interesting about like mental health is like you do not realize until long after mm-hmm. what was going on. Like I used to not sleep and mm-hmm. would be like lying in bed like tense. Like, you know, if you get like a pump from the gym, my whole body <laughs> just felt like that, but not mm-hmm. in a good way. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know, like little things annoy you so much and you just it just gets on top of you and you're just like I think I was like anxious for like a year straight did you did you like vent that to anyone at all or was that pretty much just kept all to yourself in typical I'm in in my my 30s 
when you were younger like you just like it's something that like i don't think a lot of people realize like my age like when you were younger like you just even though it wasn't that long ago and it wasn't that long ago right mm -hmm. um you just you just you weren't supposed to talk about that mm -hmm. you know and like it's crazy now looking back on it it's just so stupid like mm -hmm. it's harder to actually say that you're like struggling than it is to just keep quiet sometimes yeah, yeah. Um, no, I didn't, I didn't speak of anything. I would just, sometimes I'd come home from work and my girlfriend at the time, I'd just be like, don't speak to me for half an hour. And I just have to like sit in silence and just mm -hmm. like. So do you, do you feel like that like massively impacted on relationships then that you had throughout that time? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is the thing, like, I think like when you run your own business, it's hard for everything not to just be about the business mm -hmm. and even when I'm sitting in a room with someone and they're like oh you're not listening to me it's like it's not that I'm not listening to you it's just I've just thought about 16 different things mm -hmm. and I, I'm just I'm not here even though it's like 11 o'clock at night and we're sitting watching Netflix like I'm, I'm not here so I think like in terms of relationships like friendship wise like I must have gone from like 15 you know decent friends to I have like four mm -hmm. now you just you don't I might have been going out like a lot but like I'm not really like keeping in contact with anyone and luckily I've got like some good friends like who just you know your old friends from like school that you've you known don't for you years. don't need to talk to you for a long time but for it's ages yeah. yeah and you could do yeah and like but like relationships with like girlfriends and stuff like that I must have been hell to mm -hmm. be with like and you know that now like i'm probably still well i am still hell <laughs> i don't think i don't think you really ever find that balance though do you like it, it's a constant balancing act of like spending enough time with your other half and running the business and seeing friends and exercising like there just never is like a perfect balance you just go through stages of prioritizing different points at different times yeah and i think that's 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 definitely what happened with me like if i if i started dating someone for that first few months I would make time to see them all the time, but all you're doing is subtracting time from the business mm -hmm. that after yep. those three months, you then need to go back and mm -hmm. implement. So then you, you get these first three months and in the next three months, I can't see you. I'm doing, mm -hmm. I, and like, I think people love giving it the old, oh, if you really care, you'd make time. It's just like my business. And if anyone that starts a business, unless it goes really, really well in the, in the beginning, and like you don't have to like be there all the time and you don't have debt or anything like that mm -hmm. in fact even then i think like even then because I, I was actually thinking on the way here i was like if if i was in a position now where i didn't have any debt and i didn't have to be in a shop i'd still be the same mm -hmm. i think when you have when you have your own business you just it it's everything it is just mm -hmm. literally everything. And I know some people found balance and stuff like that, but like, I don't want grams to just be a cafe. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I want there to, to be multiple units. I want it to be, you know, this big thing. And like, it's that you can't have that and mm -hmm. have this, this other life. And I think you just kind of need to find someone that you can, that understands that. And it's like, mm -hmm. do you know what it is? It's, it's selfish oh massively but, yeah yeah but, like, but i think that's just 
you know that's just the way it is sometimes and like it sounds so bad like saying it out loud and like but like if i could go back now i just wouldn't have I'd ha- i wish wouldn't have had a relationship ever because mm-hmm. like in those first few years it's just even when things are going well you just you're just not there you're just like you're mm-hmm. thinking about the next thing there's times where it's like i don't have enough money to pay people how am i going to get enough money to pay people and you're sitting there and you're trying to watch rupaul's drag race <laughs> and be involved in a conversation and mm-hmm. that's all you're thinking about yeah, yeah but you don't and then you don't want to come home and you don't want to like speak about all this stuff to your your partner do you like you, every night you come home because mm-hmm. i mean let's be honest like i mean i know you don't have employees and you you work for yourself but like when you have staff like their problems become your problems as well mm-hmm. yeah no I, I completely get that like uh, when i separated off uh, from the gym that she worked at and I, and i started up my first pt company we did have a couple of pts working for us and i do massively appreciate that like all those little problems do become yours and i'm yeah. i consider myself to be so lucky that my girlfriend at the time and now my wife was like really understanding like really really understanding and like don't get me wrong, we had many, many conversations about how I was prioritizing work over everything else. And and I was, you know, like, I, you kind of have this vision of what you really want to get to. And you kind of do have to not neglect, but to some extent, yeah, neglect every other aspect of your life to make it work. And I'm still trying to find that balance now. I'm getting better at it. I'm to be honest yeah. with you, I am getting better at finding the balance, but still, you can teach me then yeah I'll, I'll try i'll try it but yeah i think it's isn't it it's when like i'm really lucky with the fact that with covid and the way things have gone like running an online business is i'm kind of in the best position with that to ride this out unlike many other yeah. businesses like yours that that rely on people being there and with you it's it is so different so but when like i first started up it's it's usually the money issue isn't it like when money isn't coming in quite comfortably yeah so difficult to relax and to be able to enjoy the process in any way yeah like a hundred percent and like especially if your partner is working and they have money and they want to go out to restaurants and they want Mm -hmm. to go and do this and it's like well yeah i could maybe you know pay myself a little bit more this month like for the first three years i paid myself a thousand pound a month Mm -hmm. and Every single person I tell that to is like, yeah, yeah, but then you pay yourself dividends. You have to get around tax. It's like, what fucking dividends? I didn't have any money. <laughs> I wasn't making any money. Like, I pay myself a thousand pounds a month. I just, like, wait, that's a lie, actually. That's from that last like four years. That's what I paid myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not being on holiday for like any of that time. And like, that, that's what I've lived off. Like, and you just have to do it. And mm-hmm. when you're with someone and they want to go out somewhere and like, you're, you're just like I I can't really afford it I just it just sounds ridiculous to other people because you're like oh you run a business though and like you Mm -hmm. can pay yourself whatever you want it's just like no that's not the case and like I think the the thing as well is all all the partners I've had when I've been running grams have actually all been very supportive and really Mm -hmm. good and like understanding but I think the element that like I can never like explain to anyone is just how how much time you think about your business is just it's it's every second yeah even if like even if if, like my girlfriend's talking about something that's like happening at her work or you know we're putting in a retail system i'm like how could i put in that (laughs) yeah 
and I've just gone like and it's so hard and I know I'm really bad at it and I know mm -hmm. like I need to be better at it but it's it's just so tricky I, I honestly don't know how you got married <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I just find it is so it's so hard to find the balance and like everyone like everyone that's like still in my life is just like I don't know how they thought with me I wouldn't yeah I feel I've so I've been with my wife quite a long time and I was friends with her for a long time before we got together as well. So I feel like it's it's quite hard to compare to that because um, I kind of feel like we had that foundation there before. Uh, she probably just thought, I can't be bothered to invest this much time in someone else. So I might as well write it out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I am so, so lucky. And yeah, I mean, we... So I've been running my business now for like seven years. I mean, six years of being self-employed. It's only maybe within the last like two years that I felt like in a good place with money you know like all the time like the first few years were grim like you're pretty much living month to month using the credit card a lot to help bail you out and um and I don't think a lot of people talk about that do they um you got this dream of starting a business and you think like yeah I can control my own hours and uh have more free time because I'm in charge of those hours rather than I know actually like 24 7 I'm gonna be thinking about work yeah I I I remember having a staff night out and the bill came and I paid for it. And I just remember thinking like, please don't get declined. <laughs> because yeah. like, that's, that's like the point we were at, like mm -hmm. all the time for like three years, mm -hmm. you know, like I, I, people probably slightly know what it likes, what it's like when you get to the end of the month and you've not got quite enough money. Mm -hmm. Imagine that every day. Mm -hmm. it's like it's just like a constant anxiety of just like and like you know I didn't realize that I had anxiety at the time mm -hmm. I just thought that like oh, I'm struggling to sleep and like my body is for some reason really tense but like you I would lie down at night and close my eyes and it instantly be having these big arguments mm -hmm. with people in my head like it was so mental thinking about it mm -hmm. now I'm just like I probably shouldn't refer to it being mental, but like, you know, it was like, my, it was just like I, something that I couldn't even like put into words. And like thinking back now, I'm like, oh yeah, I was severely struggling. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, and you I, haven't I, gone gray yet either. I'm quite impressed. Oh, there's, there's some grays in there. Is there? Okay. Yeah, I need a, I got a good filler. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess, so one of the, one of the other questions that we decided on is like, what is your lowest point? you think mm -hmm. that you can think of um maybe a situation or you know something that really yeah I'd probably say from that that first PT job that I had that the reason I got out so so we I, I broke away with someone else who was a coach at the gym to start up our own business and the reason we we're doing that was because we were both struggling so badly financially and um and I remember just like my credit card getting to like a crazy amount and being like I honestly don't know how I'm gonna bail myself out of this like to get to the point where I was like breaking even would have been awesome but then when you're already on the back foot because you're so much in debt it's pretty terrifying and then we actually got thrown out of the gym because we were starting up our own business they like escorted us out of the gym they're like you can't do that it's in your contract so mm. yeah it was pretty gross and then um, and they were like stop doing what you're doing and come back or leave and we literally just handed our notice that day and thought like we've got to make this worse so I was literally like phoning around everyone I knew in Edinburgh being like do you have any work that I can do because I literally like I can't afford my rent this month like what can I do to make some money and it was actually someone who I knew randomly in the gym that I messaged on Facebook because I knew that he 
owned a building company and I was like can I just come work at any of your sites so I can earn some money and um yeah I got that and then another member at the gym as well was a tree surgeon and I spoke to him he's like you just come labor for me like once or twice a week so I was literally just like trying to get any cash that I could to pay my rent and that was a pretty grim point if I'm honest and my mental health was definitely like the lowest it's ever been at that time yeah 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 I, yeah, okay. I think it's funny like money does play like this huge factor mm-hmm. in business and like not uh, I mean it's not like the main sort of like driver for like bad mental health in business but like I think there's a lot of other elements that kick into it but as soon as like money becomes an issue it's like mm-hmm. it's like where do you go yeah it really is and and I'd love to say that I had kind of nice wealthy parents or something that could help bail me out but I just they just yeah. couldn't so yeah it is it is a bit of a sink or swim moment and and people don't like to talk about money as well and that's why we kind of another reason for us starting this podcast wasn't it it's like we want to kind of make it a bit more um open and easy to talk yeah. about um and yeah like I, I definitely struggled like the first two three four years of personal training like I had next to no money at all um I think I only cleared my credit card about four years into starting a business so oh mine's still mine's still deep nice <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think like yeah people people just don't want to speak about money and um, mm-hmm. we we spoke before we started this about how you'll go on someone's website and like the prices aren't there Mm-hmm. you know they, they they no one wants to just say like this is the value this is the value of it like pay it or mm-hmm. not because as soon as I feel like people think if as soon as people see that the, the money you're charging they're put off of it mm-hmm. which yeah I think it, case, really. yeah it does feel like a bit of a British thing doesn't it where we we don't like to talk about it and the same with the fitness industry like no one posts up their prices on their website they will try and get you into a call to kind of win you round to their way of coaching and um I think if more PTs understood how difficult it is to get started they're just so many more people wouldn't get into it like I think back to my personal training course there's maybe like 15 20 of us on there I'm in contact with a lot of them still just through like Facebook and and Instagram and none of them are PTing anymore at all because it is so so difficult to get started and it's such a competitive industry and you really have to grind it out um i probably should have bailed way earlier than i did but (laughs) but i didn't i'm here still see but i think i think the thing with pt is even if you forget about all the like time and effort and education that you put yourself through because i mean that's kind of what you're paying for is like Mm -hmm. someone with less experience so you don't have to go and learn it they'll just show you Mm -hmm. i think the thing with personal trainers is having someone there for accountability Mm -hmm. i remember when i used to go to the gym and i would just say to my flatmate at the time i have to give you 20 pound if i don't go to the gym And it like it sounds stupid and it's like a bad way to do it because that doesn't last long because you can be like, mm-hmm. well, I'm not giving you a 20 pound. <laughs> but like with a personal trainer, you've got like this person that you're gonna meet there and mm-hmm. you don't think about anything when you're there as well. They'll just they'll just do it for you. And they'll just well not do it for yeah. you, but they'll 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 tell you what to do. And that, I think that's the value that like Yeah, like I yeah, I'm never gonna argue that getting a PT is a bad thing, otherwise I'd be out of work. Um but yeah, I would also when you start PTing as well, you're because there are so many PTs, like you go to any big box gym and you just look at the wall of PTs and there's just like so many of them. So you're all automatically kind of competing um with a lot of trainers. And then if you start doing online coaching, that pool gets even bigger. Like you're competing with some of the best coaches in the world, you know, online. Um and you go through this 
period of like trying to charge the least because you think like oh, if I'm the cheapest then people will come and train with me as well um so yeah the, the money aspect is your promise as I said when you when you sign up to a PT course they're like earn 50 pounds an hour and we'll promise you interviews at gyms and all this kind of stuff and it's just it's really not like that at all like um so the gym that I worked at they charged I think it was like 35 pounds an hour for PTing but the personal trainer got like 11 pounds of that because the so, rest of it went to the gym. Yeah, so I think this is a big issue with every business, yeah. right? Is that you? if I say to you, right, how much are you going to charge me for an hour's PT? You go, mm -hmm. I don't know, 40 pounds. So in, instantly in my head, or not my head, but like most people's heads, it's like, this guy's on 40 pound an hour. That's just it. That's, that's yeah. all they think about. You know, when they come into my cafe and they're like, nine pound. That means you get nine pound profit out of me. No, get like a pound fifty. Yeah, like, yeah. don't think about the hours that have gone in. Like you've sat and you've wrote someone a program, mm -hmm. um, and you've got to pay, you know, rent on the yeah on the floor, you know, stuff like that. And like all of a sudden, like all these things add up, and it's like yeah, the insurance for the training that you do, like everything. Yeah, it's uh, it starts to look less and less attractive when you start breaking down the numbers. Yeah, exactly. And then and you got taxed mm -hmm. on top of that. And like we we spoke about VAT the other day. And like for us, like you you should be looking next time someone goes into a cafe, they should look at the price and they should mm -hmm. take 20% off it because that, that's your back gone. Yeah. And then they should try and work out how much it costs to make, which they'll fail at. But like <laughs> whatever that is, take that off. Mm -hmm. And then without even going into like staffing taking the bit like the, the people the waste disposal like water business rates rent all that stuff you're going to take another 20 percent off for you know mm -hmm. tax on any like profit that you make from that so like i think people just i don't know how to like explain it to people more without having like a sum on the back <laughs> of the menus or something like that but it's, it sounds stupid but like i bet if you posted online the price of an hour i know you don't do like in in-house personal training mm -hmm. anymore but i bet if you just easy sum just like 40 pound minus 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 this is how much you pay me per hour people would be mm -hmm. like oh so i'm only paying you eight pound an hour or you yeah. know, 12 pound an hour or something like that it'd be like oh that's that kind of makes more sense yeah i just don't i don't know why i used to think that like people were like dead ignorant about these things but i don't think it's it's not that it's just that they just because they're not in it they don't think about it yeah, completely agree. Like I, I didn't fully appreciate how much you'd have left because we we had this conversation a few weeks ago, and you um, on Instagram via direct message, and you when you broke it down to me, I was like, oh god. Like I've I've never minded going out to a cafe and spending the money. Like I don't think people moan that your cafe is expensive, won't they? But that's it's not in the grand scheme of things, it's absolutely not expensive at all. But maybe in com compared to some other cafes, I'm not going to name. I don't know what I honestly don't know what cafes are talking about because. This is another thing as well. It's like when if I make a dish mm -hmm. and I, I I come up with a price for it, I I am looking at other places mm -hmm. and like sometimes we won't make as much money on certain things because the market deems it not to be it, that valuable. Maybe and everyone's like, just like comparing you to McDonald's. <laughs> I honestly don't like. If I didn't have any money, I'd just be going to McDonald's all the time. <laughs> it's so cheap, it's mental. But like, yeah. but that's that that's the problem there as well is this like there's places like mcdonald's and places like tesco who i mean mcdonald's isn't a loss leader because like they make their money from that but like tesco's like meal deals they don't make money on them 
they'd mm-hmm. lose money on them. Like, and people just like forget about that. That like, everybody, like, there's so many things that in business, and this is, I think we'll do like an episode on this, like marketing. Like, there's so many things that people fall for that's just like mm-hmm. that loss leader that just changes their perception. Yeah. We we try. I try and make everything like gluten-free, dairy-free, like mm-hmm. I, I want to make it like a, 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 as accessible as possible. I've said, I think I've said to you before, it's like it's health food, but for everyone. Mm-hmm. And like those, we could easily cut all our costs by 25%, like all our food costs by like 25%, no problem. If I just started using any old crap, but like, mm-hmm. that's not really what the point of the cafe what is. You want. Yeah. But sometimes I don't know how you're supposed to get that message across to some people. It's, it's quite tricky yeah. yeah it is really tricky and there's always going to be someone that moans about it as well isn't there maybe you need to open like a mcdonald's spin-off like mcgrams where it's like yeah. healthy food but with the cheap ingredients <laughs> but then you've got but then you'd have to have a thousand stores instantly because it's because it's, yeah. it's like economies of scale mm-hmm. like they're just like benefiting from having like producing so much of it mm-hmm. and that's that's why they can get away with that Love it. So I, I guess we should probably talk about the dreaded C word as well, not the swear word. That probably sounds bad. COVID. Um, like how how has COVID impacted you and your business? COVID was a proper sh- like the worst. So before before it happened, it was like March or something, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I we were doing the best we've ever done in grams to the point where like it was it was happening you know like this is what i had imagined grams to be like you know mm-hmm. like this busy like this is the kind of money i was hoping we turn over we almost cleared our debts like we started with like 45 grand of debt mm-hmm. and then we picked up some more along the way and we were almost paid that off and then covid started and fast forward to now we've got rid of our Haymarket shop and we've just got the one shop and we've got tons, we've got like a, a bunch of loans because like I think that, I think a lot of people have noticed that the government pretended to help the small businesses. Um, but you can clearly see from everyone having to close that that didn't, it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. And so the government offered like a loan scheme and that's all good until you have to start paying it back. Mm-hmm. And so our decision early on was like, well, do we just, cause like they, they paid furlough and then they stopped and they would, they, you know, it was like 70%, but you have to top it up 10%, yeah. 60% and you have to top it up 20%. Bear in mind, there's no income to the business. So mm-hmm. you're just paying that out of like what you have in the bank. So mm-hmm. all of, and we had quite a few staff at the time and like you just have to take out the loan because you, you either sack your staff, in which case you eliminate all your costs um, and you don't have to take out a loan or you take out a loan and you just continue to pay your staff. And obviously we just like decided, you know, we'll take out the loan and it'll be fine. It'll only go on for a couple of months, um, as everyone said. And yeah, it just went on and on. And like now we're like, it's almost like being back at the beginning again. Mm-hmm. of like the very beginning of it's Graham. it's rubbish isn't it where you're like punished for being a good employer whereas if you were just yeah ruthless and got rid you'd be in such a better position right now yeah like there's no like two ways about it we 
and anyone else that kept their staff on would be a better position. I mean, yeah, you'd have to rehire your staff and, you know, you might not get the same amazing staff that you currently had, but like Mm -hmm. money-wise, you'd be in a much better position. Um, And it's it's shit, like, because, you know, we were in such a good spot. We're about to have like two units and we're about to, you know, be like debt-free. And like, Mm -hmm. it was... It was it was it was all going well, and then, yeah, I don't know. It, like I, it was interesting. I think it was really interesting for me in particular because like I'd gone from five, four or five years of like nonstop, just like mm-hmm. all the time to those first two months that there was nothing to think about. You couldn't mm-hmm. think about anything because there was just nothing. You couldn't plan because you didn't know what's going to happen. So therefore, you're just sitting. And I played college for eight hours a day every day because i just i couldn't if i sat and like started thinking about stuff i was just like i wasn't depressed i wasn't i wasn't depressed like like i was just i don't know i just bad just like felt bad Mm and it was like if i just do this i can just not concentrate on on that on what because like you know it's funny like in business like sometimes you're like you're doing okay but you kind of know that something bad's going to happen. So that mm-hmm. you kind of know, like, everyone's like, oh, like, COVID's not going to last that long. But you kind of know, it's like, no, I think it is. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think when we come out of this, we're going to be in a bad spot. And even though it's like a year down the line, I'm thinking about it now. And I know, I know what's going to happen. Because yeah. you get used to, like, these things just happen. Well, not like that, obviously. But, like, you get used to these bad things happening. And you just, you just kind of know. And so I just think I was just, like, sitting, just, like... I don't know. I just couldn't. I can't just sit and do nothing. But at the same time, you were stuck indoors. <laughs> so I mean, cool, cool duty it was. Yeah, I just like, and like my girlfriend absolutely hated me. <laughs> but like at the same time, it's just that I would have just, I don't know what I would have done. Mm-hmm. And like I think, I think a lot of people did that. Like I think mm-hmm. they turned to like computer games to just like. Yep. Numb, numb their mind of like what's going on and, mm-hmm. um you know it wasn't until like we started coming back to being open we had that genius here to help out scheme um you know where we got to open for a few months and then like in hospitality what, what people don't realize as well is like opening for a f- like a month and then closing again or opening for a few months and closing again when you close again there's that big cost again of like mm-hmm. you know food waste and like sometimes you're like paying staff but like you you've not got the income from that last weekend of the month Mm -hmm. because you've had to just close and then like obviously we opened at christmas you got a week earn your shop Mm -hmm. and it's like just like one thing after another i don't know i i think covid was easier than the first two years of opening that's for sure really okay that's a big shout yeah oh 100 percent. first two years were rough yeah i honestly yeah really really rough mm-hmm. but i don't i covid was i think you'd learn to cope with things better and, and like I, I i don't know about you like we do you we used to work it you were still working you were doing like the classes yeah all my so i i started transitioning to online work maybe like six to 12 months before covid hit so I was i almost feel like a bit bad talking about my work throughout covid because my business was set up to 
to be able to cope with it quite well. Um, so most of my work was online and I just moved all of my clients that I was training in person to online coaching. And that's what I've stayed doing now. Like I, I don't really plan on going back to in-person coaching at all because I really like the flexibility of online coaching and I'm quite busy with it all as well. Um, and I think it, online coaching has now just become more known, like it's more widely known by people now because of COVID. Um, and people realize that, oh, actually, I don't need to be in the gym with my PT to help me make progress. I just need that accountability. And if that can come in a different form, then great, let's go for that. So, yeah, if it, COVID made me really busy in that, and, and I do feel guilty saying that because I know how badly the fitness industry has been impacted and industries like yours. Um, but yeah, there has been a lot of industries, like a lot of tech industries and et cetera, that have that seem to have thrived or done quite well from this scenario. Delivery. So delivery, yeah, exactly. So it's, yeah, it's been a bit of a weird one because so many of my friends um, have businesses that have really suffered over the last two years and mine's been doing okay. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't feel guilty about it because I mean, the world changes all the time and like it, it can be positive or negative for different industries and mm -hmm. it just so happens that you profiteered off people's misery no it just so happens that like everyone was stuck indoors and you did yeah. free, you did free you did classes and stuff yeah i did free classes like i as soon as it happened because so many people didn't know what to do because no one had like a lot of people had yeah. never exercised outside of a gym before they didn't know what to do from home so i i offered all my subscription stuff for free for the first is it one or two months at the beginning of lockdown just to, like give people a bit of structure um and yeah i like to think that i helped out a little bit um no i think i think i think that yeah that that does that does help like mm -hmm. i think you know you I think giving your time away for free is, you know, you're, you're like, you clearly realized that like you were going to benefit from this in a way. So, and so therefore you were like, whoa, I can give something back and like help, help people a bit. Yeah. It's a nice way to look at it. Thank you. It's yeah. It's, it was, I know it's, it was, a, I know it's just a marketing scheme. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't like, it, it genuinely was nice to help people out. And we did, we kind of created like a lot of the people did just stay in the group for that kind of one or two months and um there was like a really nice community feel to it especially when the world was going through such a such a shit time like to have all these people coming to your classes and we're chatting to each other in the comments box underneath the workout and and having a bit of a laugh together like the first workout i did i dressed up as mr motivator because one of my clients dared me to for the first yeah. workout and and little stupid things like that i think did really really help i and think Sorry, I was just going to say, I, I think like in those first few months that like people connected better, mm -hmm. I think they realized, well, first of all, they didn't have any work to do. So <laughs> it was like, oh, what can I do? And like, I bet you there's people who like met in your groups who are still talking now. And yep. I feel like everyone was chatting more and like small businesses seem to like speak more to each other. Mm -hmm. I noticed that it was really weird. Like I'd have other small businesses like messaging me because we didn't have much to post about <laughs> yeah it's not like a you know a nude special this weekend it was uh i'm sitting in my pajamas again playing college i i liked that you you started doing like igtv videos didn't you <laughs> like making stuff yeah i i, I... <laughs> <laughs> so i mean i've got i've i'll just to finish that point i i was just going to say that like i think that everyone started speaking to each other a bit more which was quite nice and that's instantly gone and mm -hmm. 
I don't, I think that's maybe because everyone's got their own stresses to like deal mm -hmm. with at the moment. Um, I think that like another reason to like do this podcast is like, I'm, I'm going to be interviewing people that I'm probably directly in competition with, like at some yeah. point, mm -hmm. I, I honestly don't really care. Like there's enough people in the world for like do you know what? it's exactly that and it's an issue with the fitness industry as well and it's something that I talk about quite a lot on social media a lot of which I'm sure there's a lot of layover to cafes with this but please correct me if I'm wrong um there's a lot of PTs feel like they're in competition with other coaches and they're almost afraid to talk to other coaches because they feel like um it's going to somehow make them look worse or, or the people that they're training will want to go to these other people because they hear about them. But when you actually engage with other businesses, other practitioners around you, it just makes you look like a much better professional, a much better practitioner. And I'm, I think it probably is the same with yours. Like the response that you did from that post of, I think you did like a 1,200 reasons not to eat at Grams or something. Was that yeah. the, the post you did where you kind of plugged all the other cafes around the city? I think things like that really make you stand out and make people um, respect you and your business a lot more. Didn't see anyone else posting about coming to Grams or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think like I, do you know what? If I took anything from lockdown, it was, it was even though I was numbing my brain with video games, I... I definitely thought a lot more about, and I think everyone did this. Is like I thought a lot more about life, which sounds a bit weird, um, but I just thought like, who cares? Mm -hmm. Like who cares? Like this this stupid sort of like, oh, I've got to stay in my own little circle. I need to beat these people. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'd rather just do my own thing. Like in my opinion, I'm not competing with anyone. Like I, yeah. I do health food. I do like gluten-free, you know, d dairy free stuff. I, you know, I, I think about these things now of like, and I'm just like, the goal should be like, how, how can you make yourself happy and how like, can you benefit society in some way? Yeah. Do you know what? Mm -hmm. Like that, that, that's it. Like, and like people, you've seen someone commented on my review being like saying that I was like, egotistical or something like that which i thought was quite funny because <laughs> i never show my face ever almost <laughs> most time i show my face is when you it literally is yeah every time i post a picture of you you uh you've you've never looked more uncomfortable yeah it's um that was i don't like comment yeah i don't i just don't and don't get me wrong like i think in the past that you know i've been a little dick and like I have like stupid opinions, but like, I think people grow and that's, that's how you grow basically is you, you mm -hmm. get something wrong. Um, but like now it's just like, I want to know how I can do something. Mm -hmm. Like it just seems like, you know, you're helping people, but like people like come to our cafe and like, they probably just think like, oh, they just, he just wants money. They just want money. Like yeah we want money because we need to survive but like mm -hmm. beyond that like i want to do something more interesting like you know i i, I don't know what but like I'd, I'd, I'd like to set up something that's like actually doing something good i i know well, i know that like maybe, I know that we, do, yeah. we do we do give like you know people happiness so they come somewhere to come and like hang out with their friends and stuff but you know i think there's more there's more to life than that I look forward to finding out when you find out what that thing is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no idea.
I was actually going to um, just a quick one before we finish on the final question. I was going to you were about to say something about my weird lockdown videos. Um, I yeah, I was just going to say uh, it's kind of it comes to that social media point about you being not egotistical because you hate being on social media. I was just saying um, that you felt really awkward doing them, but I actually really quite liked them. And I was hoping that you'd stick at them, but you haven't. So I think you should bring those back. That's all I was going to say. <laughs> I, do you know, I, I did quite like making them because it's funny watching yourself on camera sometimes because you're just an idiot. Because you don't know how <laughs> You'll have seen from the intro to this that I, uh, you, if, unless I think about something, I'm just, don't know what I'm doing. But I actually, on that point, wanted to ask you, like, what is the one thing that you think people perceive about you based on your Instagram that maybe isn't true? Because I know that you're a sort of like positive person, but I also know that you're pretty realistic and that your your Instagram maybe gives a perception of you being like this always, you know, buzzing guy, but I know you. Yeah. I... Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I would say that I am usually like quite a positive person a lot of the time, maybe like annoyingly so. My my, my wife might tell you that. Um, but I think the, the thing that I think, as with most people, uh, like content creators, is the confidence that comes through social media that I probably don't have when I meet people in person. Like, especially when it's in, like, if it's on a one-to-one -one situation and I meet someone or maybe two people, then then I'm good. Like, I'm happy to to chat away. But if you meet me in, like, a big group situation, I'm usually the one that's, like, stood awkwardly at the edge trying not to talk so that no one looks at me. Like, I've just, I've always thrived more on the one-to-one -one situation rather than in a big group. So I think it's probably the the confidence like people see you create a video if you like talking to camera and watching yourself back when you're editing it and that but you're in control you know you're in com complete control with that you can if you don't like it you delete it and record it from a different angle where you think you maybe look a bit better or maybe you don't sound as much of an idiot so um yeah that would probably be mine is i'm no way near as confident as i come across on social media yeah i think that's and that's a good question because i think that like for you to have to analyze it as well as like mm -hmm. what you think other people's perception would be on you mm -hmm. so yeah, how about you then what's what's your i know you don't kind of put yourself on camera too much but i um i don't know i guess a lot of the way i speak to people of via instagram is very like exclamation mark uh thumbs up positive and i think i sent someone I think I sent someone a message the other day that was like really positive sounding and like thumbs up and like fire emoji, but I was slumped <laughs> over like the freezer downstairs at Graham's, like having done like 12 hours, just like severely stressed. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, people will probably speak. Well, I mean, I don't even know if they think it's me speaking to them. Like I, but I, who else would it be? Um, yeah. But like, yeah, I think that would be the perception that Grams has is like this sort of like positive vibe situation. And realistically, okay. I'm very rarely there <laughs> just because there's a lot going on. Yeah, I think the last two years for a lot of businesses is kind of like beating people down, hasn't it? But then social media, you're always trying to put on this kind of like happy, positive exterior, and it's quite hard to do at times. I'd I love think... it if I could just reply to people and just be like, 
why don't you check out the fucking website? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it would go down very well. Yeah, um, Joe, I, I wish I could do that when someone asks me the most stupid question when I put up a question sticker and I'm oh, like, wow. I'm not Google. Like, I'm really like, this is such a basic question. Just Google it and the answer will come up at the top of the screen. We should do like a short podcast. It's just like five questions that we get asked continuously. That's blows your mind. Yeah, because <laughs> there's some good ones. There's definitely yeah. some good ones. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think like I just, I don't know you, especially when you've got staff. Like, mm-hmm. you need to be the sort of the adult almost. Yeah. You know, when you're growing up, you got. You look at your parents and you're like they're they're fine they're absolutely fine mm-hmm. they'll, they'll protect me from anything like they'll they'll deal with it and realistically when you get older you realize that your parents were in a shambles probably i had <laughs> no idea what was going on yeah yeah mm-hmm. and as soon as you realize this like when will i grow up oh yeah probably never uh it's always mm-hmm. just like winging it yeah and you have to kind of like be there mm-hmm. and when something goes wrong and they're panicking you need to just be like, oh, it's fine. I'll just start out. Yeah. When realistically you'll go home and not sleep for three days. Have a little cry and then get back on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just two more questions and we'll wrap it up. The first one just just being how do you deal with, you know, any kind of like stress, anxiety that you had in the beginning now, if you get to a point where you're maybe feeling it a bit better. Like, how do you deal with it now? Because I'm assuming in the uh, beginning, like most people, you just kind of like gone with it. Yeah, I would. I'd keep it to myself. And and also when I first started up, I didn't have many friends who had started businesses. Like I started a business kind of because I had to. That was the only way I, I thought that you could survive in this industry comfortably. Um, so I did go into this very blind and did not know what the hell I was doing. Like I I remember I went to one of the, the Edinburgh Council put on like these free like basics of accounting and bookkeeping courses. And I remember going along to these free courses because I was like, I don't even know what bookkeeping means. Like, yeah. what what am I supposed to be doing here? Um, so I think so what I started doing in the last well, I say in the last few years before COVID, when we could actually meet up with people is I have friends who run businesses like yourself or a good friend of ours, like Gavin Bell as well. And we'd just occasionally meet up and just chat. And it's amazing how much more positive you feel after doing that. Sometimes it's just like chatting nonsense. Other times it might be chatting about just things that you're planning to do with your business or maybe what's not gone well recently. And just sitting down and having that conversation with someone and realizing that there are so many other people that have similar thoughts in a similar situation to you just makes you feel so much better. So that's probably my number one go-to now um, is being more open to just phoning someone and having a conversation, meeting up for a coffee, having a conversation. And I thoroughly recommend that everyone else does that. I, yeah, that's, yeah. I I had a meeting with someone recently. Did I mention her? No, I'll not say who it was, but like, she just asked me like a few questions about like, oh, like she was just starting and she was asking me a few questions, which I not just starting, but she was like getting her own premises and mm-hmm. she was asking me a few questions and just the questions she was asking. And I was like, I was like, God, this is, this is what it was like, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And do you know what? See, see, just like, see, like explaining something to someone, even though it's in your head and you know, the answer saying it out loud to them, it just makes you kind of like rethink like yeah. how you're doing things. 
it's kind of that thing where like if you if you learn what is it it's like if you learn something and then teach someone you learn it twice yeah probably butchered that but like no, it, it's, it's so it, true <laughs> and it, it does it does like my girlfriend thinks i'm crazy because i'll stand well she, not i don't do it when she's in but like i'll sometimes stand and have like big conversations out loud with myself mm -hmm. and I, th I actually read something recently about like let's call it the chimp paradox um it's a good book it, if you haven't read it have you read it yeah I've, I've not read it yet but like saying things out loud sometimes you're like what what was that <laughs> like why was that that doesn't make sense when you mm -hmm. say it out loud and i think it really helps so like actually saying it to someone <laughs> and having like a conversation like definitely mm -hmm. definitely helps i i i'm definitely I need to stop saying definitely uh say i i'm, I'm uh, my anxiety is just like shit i'm i'm bad at like dealing with it but like i think routine helps mm -hmm. like and you will always like follow a routine like if guaranteed mm -hmm. especially if you're running your own business because yeah. there's just so much stuff going on but if you can get into like a routine of things and like i i've just like created a million lists at work mm -hmm. and it's just you know, the less you can think about things, the less decisions you have to make throughout the day, you know, laying out your clothes the night before. That to me sounded stupid, but now I do it and like game changer. Yeah. Isn't it? Like why? <laughs> it's so I crazy. Don't know. I do it now every day, like days that I want to work out in the morning. I literally lay my clothes out next to my bed in the order that I put them on. So it's just one less thing that I have to like think about and fill my head with. Well, I mean, like they, they do it at the, at the top, you know, mm -hmm. decision decision fatigue, they call it. And is it I'm Zuckerberg sure. who's got like the same clothes? That was what he he just used to wear, like the same jeans. I think, and I think Steve Jobs, or I could be getting this wrong, someone else maybe, didn't choose what he had for lunch for like five years. Someone was just with him and just go up and get it and give it to him. And they just have to eat it. And I think like that's pretty extreme. And I'm not quite <laughs> there yet. But <laughs> but I think like little things like that just and I, I imagine that like, you say this to your clients, like mm -hmm. when they're struggling to, you know, get into a routine little things like that mm -hmm. removing the, those decisions from your day de-stress you they uh, really do so mine got high stress elsewhere just completely agree like so i've like i've i've got set days that i work out on now and i'll get my clothes ready i put out on the side my my headphones my gym pass my mask now um next to my clothes in the order that i put them on and little things like that make a big difference i have meal prep for all my lunches now it was grams when you were doing meal prep um we'll be back you'll be back um as so i've now i've taken out i know exactly what i have for breakfast every day i have the same thing nearly every day for breakfast i have my meal prep at lunch so i don't have to think about that and it just if you can outsource a bit of your thinking or just take off your list as you said like some Take some of the things off your list it does clear your mind for to have more of a productive day you know yeah no i i couldn't agree more um i guess the final question are you happy see i really liked this and you suggested doing this as a final question um more so because i'm really intrigued about how other people answer it rather than me fumbling my well, i think there's two it. there's two elements to it mm -hmm. i think there's are you happy and are you happy with your business mm -hmm. and where it is so um yeah i i am happy like i feel like i'm i'm incredibly lucky like i've got a wife who is awesome um i've got a roof over my head and financially i'm in like a pretty good spot now so 
I'm happy. Like I feel like I've got everything that I need to be happy in life, which sounds really cheesy. Like my my dad had a major stroke like three three years ago, and it's it like really has changed my perspective on everything. Like he went from being like a really active, able guy who refused to let anyone do anything for him to now being like pretty dependent on my mum caring for him and it kind of just makes you realize that everything can just be taken away from you in the blink of an eye. So, and I've, since then, I just feel like I've stripped everything back. I've, I've still got a, quite a good amount of friends who I love, but I like, I, there's a few really close friends who I talk to all the time. As I said, I hang out with my wife and my amazing dog and that's me. I'm, I'm happy as, um, yeah, I consider myself to be really lucky and business wise. Yeah. I'm, my business is, doing well like I've got a really good waiting list for coaching I'm looking to launch a few other things in January so yeah yes I think is the simple answer there good so Lewis are you happy business wise no because I'm not where I want to be mm -hmm. and I think you know people always say like oh I'm so proud and like oh the place is amazing and I don't thrive off that kind of information mm -hmm. um, I just I'll be happy when it's where I want it to be and um, mm -hmm. what, when it's doing what it's supposed to be doing, what I want it to be doing. Um, mm -hmm. so like, yeah, from that perspective, like I just, I think we were on the way before lockdown, but it's like, mm -hmm. we're like, you know, it's like knocked us back a wee bit. So it's going to take a while to get back on track, but mm -hmm. no, I, I want bigger things. And mm -hmm. like from that, like not money, I, I, it's interesting that I, you'll probably be the same like as you get older like i, I definitely think that like you it's just weird how your perspective changes on money and mm -hmm. um, and like i yeah i from a business perspective no not happy okay from a life perspective see this i think this is like the interesting thing where like i think if you're not happy with where your business is and you're a business owner i just don't think you're going to be happy in life mm -hmm. I think if it if you're in it you know fully in it and it's all you it's all you want mm -hmm. you know like it's like there's aspects of my life i'm happy with you know um but to be fully happy and like my business needs to be where i want it to be i mean that's yeah. the and that's the truthful answer no i like it we want the truthful answer yeah. um and i completely get that because I've been through periods where my business has not been going well or work's drying up and you're wondering if you're going to be able to afford your rent like you it's impossible to say that you are completely happy when you're going through something like that so well if you were I mean if you were happy and your relationship wasn't in a great place would you say you were happy overall no so mm -hmm. and to me like you're like people say your business is your baby but mm -hmm. like it's yeah like if, if you're not happy with like an aspect of your life i don't you're not going to be happy maybe i'm like maybe that's why i'm such a fucking grumpy bastard all the time. <laughs> but, but i just want i want i want it to be where i want it to be and yeah that, and if i if i wasn't if i wasn't happy with my business and i was happy in life then i should just sell my business yeah because i'm not putting everything into it yeah you'll that's, get there man I can That's see it. it. COVID, I'm not, I'm when not, COVID's an afterthought. I think that I think like I think those first two years make you. Mm -hmm. Well, they make you or break you. And if they make you, you you can deal with 
absolutely like my staff always turn to me and they're like how are you not stressed about this i'm just like because i've done it 20 times <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know so i i think like it's if you can get through those first two years agreed yeah i, I think you're it doesn't mean you'll be successful it doesn't mean you'll make it but even if you fail i think your resilience is it's like tenfold. Definitely steps up completely yeah. agree but yeah um and i think that's it and i think I think that's the kind of like good way to end it. And I think it's how we're going to structure things with people that we interview, you know, we want to ask them like these questions, like, you know, are you happy? It's not like a, a question you get asked every day, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I, I think it's interesting and I think it's, I'm really looking forward to interviewing some people and absolutely. Yeah, and if anyone has uh, kind of any suggestions of people they would like us to chat to, or yeah. if maybe you want to come on and chat to us, then then drop us a message um, over at kind of the Grams Edinburgh Instagram. Or do you want to stick to using your own handle? I don't know. I just use my own because um, I didn't want to like muddle. Because the... you're egotistical, Lewis. That's why. <laughs> do you know? What, do you know what it was? I've got three Instagrams, and I don't use mine. And I was like, I'm not creating a fourth Instagram. <laughs> like one's enough. So um, yeah, you, yeah, Graham, Graham's editor, like, or or mine or yours. Just just let us know if there's Perfect. anyone. Um, but yeah, love it. Uh, Be nice chatting with you, mate. I look forward to seeing where this leads. Yeah, you too, man. That feels you awkward. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just awkwardly wave and fade into the distance. Bye, guys. Bye.